Welcome to episode 17 of season two of Armchair Donkeys, brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for podcast professionals. I apologize for not getting the show out last week as I'm enjoying the holiday season in Barbados and a transformer went down near my hotel, which knocked out the Wi-Fi. That said, we're back in action this week and we welcome former Colorado linebacker and teammate Joey Johnson back onto the show. Well, guys, you know, this is all about besting the sports book, and this is my favorite time of the year to do that. We've got games on every day for bowl season, and you've got NFL teams scrambling to make the playoffs. Last year's bowl season was incredibly profitable for me, and so far this year, I've been lights out. Joey, you finally took my advice and downloaded the Action app, who, in my opinion, has the best information on bowl game opt-outs on the internet. Well, I know that the bowl game opt-outs turn a lot of people off. As a sports gambler, there is a huge opportunity this time of year because the opt-outs, I believe, say a lot about team chemistry. Fading teams like Florida and Washington State, who had a handful of significant players opting out and hammering, hammering the teams like Oregon State and Fresno State, who are going for their 10th wins of the season, uh, was free money. I know you recently downloaded the app, Joe. You've been enjoying some success. Uh, why don't you tell us about your experience so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got kicked squarely in the nuts with Arkansas last night. I don't know if you guys touched that. Did you I, had him on, I, I had him I had on the him. money line. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had him minus two and a half. I checked they were up 25. So it gets down to the two point conversions there. They pull it off. No. But the old hook got Johnson again. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I, but, I, uh, I had Kansas um, plus three, so down 25. I had written that off as a loss, yeah. and uh, man, what a game, huh? Yeah, it was a good one, but yeah, on that action app and just checking out the opt-outs, I mean, Arkansas had a bunch of uh, people not playing. Their top four wide receivers, I think their number one wide receiver had caught, you know, like 12 balls during the season, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. Love it. Well, Bob, I'm sorry to miss you last week. Uh, how how you been doing? How have the lines been treating you? Pretty good. I got to tell this story. So, um, well, you know our, our buddy Dougie Fresh, Doug Hatfield. So the, the Vikings-Colts game two weeks ago, right, where they came back. So we're sitting in a bar together. We both go Vikings minus three, you know, feel really good about it. Then they start getting their ass kicked. So live betting, we jump on plus 11 and a half about into the first quarter they continue to get their ass kicked 33 to nothing at halftime we jump on plus 26 and a half then once it gets to like 36 14 the over went to 60 and a half so we jumped on that so like just our i mean the amount of money we made making these live bets and the fact that the vikings came back and the fact that we actually ended up pushing our original bet when they were down 33 to nothing at halftime i mean we were, go I mean, we were the only two idiots in that bar that were live betting. Everybody else was checked out, I think. So, um, but other than that, pretty well, man. I had a good weekend last weekend. Um, you know, I have a hard time with these bowl games. I, uh, I mean, I guess I need the action app. It, when you know what, who's opting out, it's just it says a lot about the team chemistry of these teams. So I've just been. I missed on South Alabama. Western Kentucky had had a ton of opt-outs. Uh, Western Kentucky showed up and blew the doors off those guys. And really, that's that's only the game I've missed. 
with with this strategy of playing against teams that have guys opting out. So it's been good. Now that that story that you just told, that's you know typically alcohol does not work in your favor. <laughs> it sounds like you guys had a little bit of a, a little bit of luck and a little bit of liquid courage <laughs> worked in your favor in that game. Well, I mean, when it was like seventeen to nothing, I felt pretty good about plus eleven and a half. And then yeah. hell, when it was thirty three to nothing, I felt pretty good about plus twenty six and a half. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't really yeah. expect them to fight all the way back and, and push our original bet. But, uh, hell, it was fun. That's why we're doing this shit, right? Yeah, I've, I've yet to I've yet to jump jump on the live wagering. I just feel like it's the ultimate chase. Like, I think I would start chasing immediately after the first <laughs> score. Like, <laughs> well, at least I got to wait till like, the next game to start trying to get my get back. <laughs> You, you got to figure that Vegas typically does a pretty good job of setting that line. So anytime you have a chance to beat that line significantly, you know, it, it you just can't, yeah. can't get all worked up on what's actually happening in the game. And I, I know some guys that don't even like to watch, they just play the, they play the analytics and it typically works out uh, pretty well for them. Well, let's get into it guys. Uh, I'm going to take us toward Orlando for the cheese it bowl where Oklahoma is getting 10 points against Florida State tonight. The over-under in this game is 65-and-a-half. So I took this game last week when the line was 7-and-a-half and bought it down to Florida State minus 6-and-a-half. Oklahoma has a ton of opt-outs in this game, including both starting offensive tackles, their starting running back, their fourth leading receiver, and a starting defensive tackle who has four sacks. Combine, combine that with what was already a porous secondary, and I think Jordan Travis – should feast today. Florida State has won five games in a row. They have zero significant opt-outs in this game, and they're going for their 10th win of the season. While they should cover 10 here, I hate laying double digits in any game. That said, um, taking them on the money line in a parlay or a teaser with something else that you absolutely love, I think are both really strong plays. Uh, Bob, you got any thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Florida State's a better football team, and I think they're uh, they've played really well down the stretch. Um, they're they're getting a hell of a lot better. Um, but like you said, I don't love giving up ten points in a uh, in, in, in any game. Um, but that being what what you say that the total was sixty something. Total is uh, sixty five and a half. Oh shit! Um, I don't know. I uh, I like Florida State in this game. I mean, I think they win the game. I just don't know. I, I like what you did getting on it early and getting it down to six and a half. But I don't love I don't love giving up ten. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's why I think the the tease tease down to uh, three or four is is probably the play there. Joey, any thoughts here? Uh, yeah, man, I really like that Florida State quarterback, man. I think he's a he's a really good athlete. I like it in Florida. I mean, it's you know somewhat of a home game. You've got the opt-outs for Oklahoma that you're talking about. Just thinking of kind of our bowl experiences, right? That's a lot to go through. There's a lot of time between snaps. You're traveling. You got a week down in Orlando doing whatever, and then you got to step in and play. So uh, I'd probably, if, if I got on it, would, would go with the 10, let it ride. I like it. All right, Bob, uh, take us to another good one today where the Washington Huskies are getting three points against the Texas Longhorns in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, last game that we played in, Joe, was in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, lost on a uh, in overtime. I mean, it was one of those games. It was kind of like the Kansas game. They recovered an onside kick. They completed a fourth and 16. 
And I think it's still an ESPN classic that they show, which is unfortunate that we're on the other side of that one. But anyways, take us to the Alamo Bowl, Bob. Huskies are getting three points against the Longhorns. The over-under in this game is 66. Yeah, you know, that guys, that game was on ESPN or ESPN2 a couple nights ago. A couple uh, nights ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a fan of this Washington team. I like their coach. I like their quarterback. Um, I think Texas has, you know, played really well at times, looked really bad at times. Um, I know this is in the state of Texas, so just right down the road from Austin, they don't have to go far. But um, I think the difference maker in this game is, is Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington. Um, and just, I mean, I saw Washington up close and personal when the Buffs were there, and they're good. They're physical. Um, they got guys on the outside that can go make plays. Uh, there's just there's just like this question mark around what Texas team is going to show up for me. So I love, I love the Huskies and the points, taking those three maybe getting it up to three and a half just in case, you know, it, it, it gets decided by a field goal. But um, I, I like I like the dogs in, in San Antonio tonight. You've been riding Penix all year. I like it. Uh, Joe, thoughts on this one? Yeah, Washington's hot, man. I like them. I hate Texas. It's funny that a, a coworker of mine sent me a video of Donald Strickland returning a, a pick to the house from that bowl game like two nights ago. He's like, where are you, bro? <laughs> so I was smashed on the sideline. I just had back surgery, and I'm giving, like, dummy defensive calls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm not going to touch this one because I, I personally uh, dislike the Texas Longhorns extreme, you know. So anybody that plays them anywhere, I, I'm trying to jump on. But uh, I like the Huskies to see them go down there and win. Uh, I got some opt-outs for you in this game. Uh, Texas, I mean, they've got about 15 guys not playing in this game, including B. John Robinson, who's opted out for the NFL. Um, they've got a, a bunch of guys that are hitting the portal. I, I'll put Sarkeesian in the same bucket as Lane Kiffin. I think those both those guys are bums. Not a fan of either of them. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunities, uh, a lot of opportunity on the Huskies here. I like them plus three and on the money line. I think this is also a great game to tease with Florida State to push the Huskies up to nine or ten and Florida State down to three or four. Let's hit the Fiesta Bowl, Joey, uh, where TCU is getting seven and a half points against Michigan in the playoff. The over-under in this game is 58 and a half. Yep. 58 and a half. So I'm going to, I got a little parlay here. I feel good about I'm going to take TCU to cover. I'm just a big Maxwell Duggan fan. I mean, he is gritty. I don't know if you guys saw him after that Kansas state game reminded me of Tim Tebow. Like you're never going to see another team play as hard as we're going to play. Like he's fiery. Um, I've been watching them. They can, they can score, but I, I believe they're both going to run the ball. You know, a punt is not going to be a bad play in this game. So I really like the under. That's what I was drawn to first for this game. And then close scoring, maybe a possession or two back and forth. I think they're going to maybe backdoor cover at the end under 58 and a half. Bob? Um, it's, as much as I'd love to see TCU win this game, I think uh, Michigan's too big, too physical. Um, Harbaugh's got that team playing at a, a level that they haven't been at in a long time. Um, I do think TCU will will put up a fight. Uh, I don't. I just don't know if the fight's good enough to uh, to keep it within a touchdown. I just think Michigan's really damn good, and uh, 
I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't really like this game. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to touch it, but um, I'd love to see TCU win. I just, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. You know, TCU has played everyone tight, uh, but this is a Michigan team that blasted Ohio state who I think is more talented than TCU. Uh, this this is going to be a fun game to watch. I agree with you there, Bob, but I don't see any clear advantage from a betting standpoint. If it was closer to three points, I'd probably play Michigan minus three. Um, but if I if I do take this game just for a little bit of light action, I'd probably take TCU uh, plus seven and the hook just because they they're gritty. Like you said, Joe, they, they find a way to be in games when the when the, the seconds are, dick and, are are ticking down in the fourth quarter. Let's head to El Paso. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Also, man, I, I just think from after losing that game against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship, a hard-fought game, you know, they've had to be hearing from everybody, like, kick them out of the playoff. They don't deserve to be there, right? So everybody's, everybody's writing them off, and I just – I hope they I, I kind of feel like they could band together, go in there and, and put up a good fight. Yeah, I, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, seven and a half is a lot of points uh, in that game, although uh, we saw some blowouts in the playoff uh, last year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Let's head to El Paso, guys, uh, to the Sun Bowl, where the Pitt Panthers are getting five and a half against UCLA. The over under in this game is fifty three and a half. So we got another team in UCLA that's going for their 10th win of the season. They've got no opt-outs in this game. They're coming off a tough loss to USC with a subpar performance from DTR, who's in his sixth season. This is his last year, his last game of his career in college football. He's trying to showcase himself for the NFL. He wants to have a little bit of a better game than what he put on tape last outing. Uh, Pitt, on the other hand, has opt-outs. Keaton Slovis is transferring uh, their best running back, 1,431 rushing yards on the season. He's opted out for the NFL, and their best D lineman, seven sacks, has opted out for the NFL. So uh, give me the Bruins, minus five and a half to put on a show in this one. If you want to play it safe, I like them on the money line in a parlay with Florida State on the money line. Bob, you got any thoughts here? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I would have – I would have taken UCLA minus five and a half before you just told me all that opt-out information. Um, I think they're pretty damn good. And uh, DTR is a hell of a player. And I agree with everything you said, where this is his, this is his final chance, right? This is his last show in college. And I'm sure the Bruins want to get to 10 wins. So man, I, I I like it. I think it's, I think this is a two touchdown game when it's all said and done. So uh, I think you might be right. Joe. Yeah, I like over 53 and a half too, man. I know if that UCLA offense gets rolling, they can put up some numbers quick. And I feel like in these bowl games, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They're just, they're lasting for a long time. I'd, I'd be interested to look back and see what numbers the overs are hitting. So, uh, yeah, I like UCLA, like the over 53 and a half. Let's get to the NFL then. Uh, take us to Cincinnati, Bob, where the Bengals are getting one and a half points at home against the Bills. The over-under in this game is 49 and a half. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great game, obviously. You have two awesome quarterbacks. The I mean, the Bills are arguably the best team in the NFL, um, they're, or they're at least, you know, top three, in my opinion. But the Bengals are, are playing 
pretty damn good again at the end of the season. And they're and Burrow's getting hot and those receivers are playing well. The fact that this is in Cincinnati, um, I, I actually like the Bengals in this game uh, at home. As good as the Bills are, um, I just think the way some, you know, when it gets late in the season, just like last year, Joe Burrow's got a little bit, little something about him and he's a leader and those guys follow him. And this being in Cincinnati, I would just, I mean, one and a half, great, whatever. Just give me it on the money line and let's see that the Bengals win this thing outright. Joe? Yeah, I'm coming with you, Bobo. I like, I like Joey Burrow, man. And especially last week against Bill Belichick, you know, I was watching it closely for my fantasy league and uh, he carved him up and he carved him up early. Uh, so, you know, that, that there was a scheme put together and they, they figured it out. Mixon seems healthy. Um, you know, they've got a couple uh, tight ends coming together there. Let's go. You know, I'm not a fan of the Bengals defense or uh, their offensive line. I still think they've got some problems up front, but I'm with both of you guys. I love Joe Burrow. I love him getting points at home. But I'm going to push this up uh, to plus eight and a half in a teaser here, which I absolutely love getting eight and a half at home in this game. Yeah. Let's go to Tampa Bay, Joey, uh, where the Panthers are getting three points against Tom and the Buccaneers in a battle for first place in the NFC South. The over-under in this game is 40 and a half. Yeah. Let's go Sammy Darnold. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm taking him on the money line, man. I'm sick and tired of watching the Bucks. Man, it it reminds me of Drew Drew Brees's last year, where it's like three yard slant, five yard out. It's like they that long ball to Mike Evans, even Chris Godwin. The the short dump off passing game, everybody's figured out. They refuse to run the ball. That offense is field goal city, man. I don't have any trust in them. Meanwhile, Carolina is hot, man. Three of the last four physical. They just went into Detroit. Ran the ball right down their throat. You got Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Free, uh, Foreman coming at you. It's like when that whole team was a dumpster fire, one and five, it's like they came in and said, okay, we're going to do three plays and we're going to do them really well. And it's going to be the counter, the dive, just right in your grill. So they're playing physical. I don't see Tampa Bay putting up a lot of points. Uh, they're plus three. Carolina's plus three. I like them on the money line. They beat him up pretty good. I think 21 to three earlier in the season. Like you said, it's for the division. Let's go, man. I'm going with running the ball and Sammy Darnold. <laughs> Talk to me, Bob. I don't, I am not touching this game because number one, Good for Sammy Darnold Johnson. You can cheer his ass on all you want. Um, you, I mean, Carolina does play physical. They run the ball well. I get all that. But, God, I got a hard time betting against Brady. It's as ugly as that team looks at, you know, during some of their games at home when it really means something, the division on the line. I just – I have a hard time betting against against the GOAT. But I'm, uh, I won't touch this game. But I think, I think Tampa Bay wins just because of who's pulling the trigger for them. Uh, I uh, don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line is good enough to win this game. I'm with Johnson. I like the storyline in, in Carolina. Give me the Panthers plus three and on the money line to win the South, make the playoffs, and – send Tom Brady packing to either San Francisco or Las Vegas. Bo, Bo, wait, Bo, Bo, 
<laughs> Bo, the, the ultimate the ultimate conspiracy theorist around the NFL. You don't think the NFL wants Tom Brady in the playoffs? I think that fucking they're passing the torch. I don't think Tom or Aaron Rodgers are going to get in this year. And, and when's the last time you had well, a playoff without Tom or Rodgers in the playoffs? It's been a long time. I think I think it's time for the new blood. I think they're ready for the new blood. And uh, yeah, I don't. I, I just I feel like the storyline in Carolina, those guys winning their division and making the playoffs after everything that's happened with that team. You know. They ship Baker Mayfield. They ship Christian McCaffrey. Think, think about all the talking points for the commentators when they, they're playing in the wild card game, right? Or the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, so, so they're they're ready to move on from Brady until he ends up in San Francisco next year, right? Uh, you know, I, I I'm, I'm beginning <laughs> to think that if Brock Purdy holds this thing together, which so far so good, they don't they. The Niners won't go anywhere near him, and Josh McDaniels is going to f- put everything he's got towards bringing somebody that he's comfortable working with into his system and with a bunch of weapons. I mean, tell me that Tom Brady, with those, with all the throws that Derek Carr misses, and I'm talking like Derek Carr misses more throws that, that are just beyond a guy's fingertips than maybe any quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, well, he's, he's off by like about this much on every throw. Tom Brady doesn't miss those throws. They've got weapons in Oakland on offense, and you've got a system that he's very familiar with. So as much as I've been pounding the the, the drum to see him go to San Francisco, I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards, especially with him, didn't they just bench Derek Carr? Yeah, yeah. All, all signs, I think, are pointing to, to, to Brady ending up in Oakland next, or Las Vegas next year. And I felt like I saw something after they benched him, like later yesterday – they made some comment that like Carr is stepping away from the team because he got benched. Really? I thought I thought I saw that. So like he's just gonna be like, all right, later, boys. Again, Wasn't there also hit. some headlines about uh, Tom Brady talking about? I think the line was like, "You're gonna go with that guy over me or something?" Or I don't know. I'm not sure. There was a headline, <laughs> and everybody's like, he's talking about Derek Carr. So it, it'll be interesting, but. You know that Josh wants Tom there, and yeah, Tom's that's a good Tom, point. Not going to hang him up after this season. I, I think he's he didn't want to be in Tampa. His his uh, he's going through a divorce. The family his family lost something like two hundred millions on that FTX deal, so he's dealing with a lot this season. And he's got no offensive line. More than anything else, they cannot protect him. And when you don't have any mobility, and the Panthers, like Joey said, like those guys are going to bring the fight to Tampa. And I just I, – I don't know. I like it. I like him on the money line in that game. Uh, I got another conspiracy game for you, Bob. Let's head to the Capitol uh, where the Cleveland Browns are getting two and a half points at the Washington Commanders. The over-under in this game is 40. So the big storyline, oh, Carson Wentz is starting this week. I don't give a shit who's starting. The league does not want to see Dan Snyder in the playoffs. Uh, they'd much rather have – Somebody like the Detroit Lions. I don't think it's going to be the Seahawks. I, I just give me the Browns buying the hook to plus three just to be safe here. Um, but I think that the Browns are going to win this game. Bob, you got any thoughts? I don't. I don't really understand the the, the change to put Wentz back in over Heineke. Um, I don't get it. I hate that. So, uh, but I, I like. I mean, I agree with what you're saying with the, all the things that are coming out about Daniel Snyder and all the all the shit that goes on there. Um, 
you know, Cleveland, Cleveland plays hard too. They're physical. They, they run the ball well. Um, so I'll, I, I like it. I'll roll with you just because of the conspiracy theorists. Give me the Browns and the points. Joe? Yeah, my guy's looking out in left field, dude. When I, <laughs> but when I start looking out there, I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's kind of nice out there. Yeah. <laughs> you, might be, you might be able to win some money out in left field. I know. I know. Trust me. If you want to miss the playoffs or lose a game, Bring in Carson Wentz, dude. I've been seeing that bum fucking fumble and throw picks for fucking eight years. So, and they're trying to say I don't see Riverboat Ron being like pushed into doing something like that. I did see Heineke is five three and one in his last what nine starts, but he's lost three in a row. So, I don't know. The Browns are a mess too, man. It's uh. I, I would have to take the, the Browns and run in Nick Chubb if they decide to do that, which they haven't since Deshaun Watson's gotten back uh, on the money line there if I was to touch it. But I like – it's interesting where you're at, Bo. I like it. Yeah, we, we'll call that game the baggage bowl with Dan Snyder and, and Deshaun Watson. Um, take us to Detroit, Bob. The Lions are a six-point favorite at home against the Bears. The over-under in this game is 52. You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a fan of the Lions, but shit, man, they laid an egg last weekend, um, especially when they're fighting for a playoff spot. Um, they look bad. Uh, I'm glad they're at home. Um, the Bears are a disaster. Um, but the thing that scares me about this is the Lions give up a lot of points and Justin Fields can make a lot of plays. Um, we've seen when they finally cut him loose um, that 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 he can play in this league, but um, I think the Lions win the game. I just, I don't love giving up the points in this one just because of, of what, the, how they play on defense and what the bears can do offensively. If Justin Fields is hot. Um, but that being said, you know, throw this thing in a teaser, get it down to a, a half a point or something. Cause I do think the Lions win, but uh, I, I just, their defense scares me against what Justin Fields is capable of. Joe. Yeah, what Justin Fields is capable of, man. He is – all of a sudden they took the reins off him and were like, go be an athlete, go yeah. play backyard football. And you know what? He is a big, strong, physical, fast kid, man. There's really – watching him play the Eagles uh, two weeks ago, there's really not a player on really any defense that can match up with him. Like you can't just spy him. You know, with the safety, he's bigger and faster than most people on the football field. So I I don't really like touching any of the Bears games just because of him and, and what he can do with his legs. I really like the Lions and, and what they've built there. So I like them to win. But, yeah, six and a half is a little too much for me. Yeah, I'm not touching the points, but I'm with you, Bob. I, I like the Lions on the money line here. Feel good story. It's one of those things where I think that, it's good for the league for the Lions to make the playoffs. I know that they need some help. Uh, I don't see Seattle's got Kansas City this weekend, yeah? Up in Seattle? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't see – is that who they got on? I'm pretty sure that's who they got. Uh, I, don't, I don't see Seattle winning that game. Um, I think the Washington is going to lose. And, uh, and then we got one more game that we're going to talk about here. Uh, Let's uh, close this thing out in Green Bay, Joey, uh, where the Packers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Vikings. The overrunner in this game is 48. Hey, real quick, the Chiefs The Chiefs play the Donkeys at home. Oh, they play the, the Broncos. Who do Seahawks have? 
Seahawks got the Jets in Seattle. Oh, well, shit. I mean, so that, that's who it's going to come down to. This last playoff spot in the NFC is going to come down to the Seahawks, the Lions, the Washington Redskins, right? I think the Giants are already are already one. They're the, the Giants need to win one more in there. But those those three teams and and if you if I had to pick. Out of the Seahawks, Lions, and Washington. Okay, Washington's out. I don't think the league wants to see Dan Snyder anywhere near that. So then you got the Lions, and you oh, and, and you got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So you got Lions, Packers, and and I and uh, I'm gonna let Joey give his take on the game first. But uh, but that's really who that last spot in the NFC is is coming down to: Lions, Packers, Skins, and Seahawks. Yeah, and then, I think then you got Tampa or Carolina, right? Whoever wins that game is gonna get in. Yeah, yeah. I think Carolina's got to go beat the Saints in the last week of the of the season too to secure them getting in. Not sure. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. Do they want Aaron Rodgers to slide in there, dude? It's been crazy. Last two weeks, they've needed like six teams to lose. They've all lost. They've won both their games. My my little ayahuasca friggin' red, red eyes friggin' <laughs> Johnny Rogers is putting together a little run here. You've got Minnesota going to Lambeau, right? You got a dome team. You've got so there's two ways to look at it. I think I heard that they have eleven one score victories this year. They're twelve and three, something like that. So they managed to stay in a lot of close games, but I think a lot of balls have just kind of fallen their way. Um, I'm not a Kirk Cousins believer. If I'm looking at the quarterbacks, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers at home. I got it at minus three, but I would have bought the hook if it was three and a half because that's what I do. Um, and, yeah, at home to to do an improbable, you know, come back and get into the playoffs, backdoor their way into the playoffs. Bob? Uh, I, I, I'm a Vikings fan when they're at home. I don't love them on the road, especially going to Lambeau in December. I think I saw something yesterday where the Packers have won 16 straight games in December at home. Um, and just like Joey said, man, all the chips are falling the way they're supposed to fall for Rodgers. And I think he's got those young guys on the outside playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. but you know, again, Joey said it too. For me, man, it comes down to the guy pulling the trigger. And in December, in Lambeau, give me Rodgers at home. I think I don't know if everything works out where they get into the playoffs, but I, I, I think they beat the Vikings this weekend. For me, this is this just purely comes down to a storyline game. I mean, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they know what's up with the league. They have. Can, can Rodgers in his ayahuasca beat the Vikings and the Zebras? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Christian Watson is coming on strong. Um, Have you seen I, A.J. Dillon's legs, dude? Yeah. The monster. Feed, feed that man. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, it's – I'm taking the Vikings and the Zebras plus four in this game. <laughs> man, Roger Rogers at home in December, man. That's yeah. that's tough to go against. Just, yeah, no, it is tough to go against. I just don't think that the league likes him as a face of their league anymore. I mean, you got a you got a guy that stands up there, talks about doing ayahuasca, and and, and you know he's he's a, he's a pretty open, 
anti-vaxxer. It goes like a lot of it goes against everything that this corporate system wants. And so I just, you know, I mean, give me the Vikings and the Zebras plus four. That said, Rodgers is good enough. And I do think his offense is coming on very strong to where he is talented enough to overcome that and win this game and say, fuck you guys, I'm going to the playoffs anyway. I mean, he's, he's that kind of player. So. Yeah, and I think that I think they've got a better defense, dude. Minnesota's defense is wretched, dude. Yeah. And being a defensive guy, man, that'll get you into the playoffs. You know that'll, and they're coming on late. They underperform the Packers defense. They've got players out there, man. They've got dogs. They just—it's been a weird team. I think they're coming together late. Bo, just Venmo me that action. You put it on, and I'll hold it for you. <laughs> Venmo you what? <laughs> That action that you're going to lay on Minnesota. <laughs> on the Vikings. Play, I don't know that I'm going to take this game. I, I do like fading the Washington uh, Commanders, though. That's my favorite game of the week in the NFL. I like that. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's all the time we have for you today. Thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a solid and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes. And follow us on Instagram at Armchair Donkeys to catch our reels, plays in real time. If you're on the Action app, you can also follow our profile on the Action app where I'm making my plays on there. And I'm up uh, almost 16 units in the last 30 days. I've been on fire uh, this bowl season. Uh, that's all the time we got for you guys. Joe, thanks for joining us this week. Good luck this weekend, guys. Great to see you, boys. Appreciate Later, it. Later, boys. Yep. Right, Happy New Year, man. Yeah, Let's Happy go, New Year. Prime. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>